look at you! You must have dunked your whole head in brilliantine. Bet you'd love a good breakfast about now. I sure would, but I'll settle for what you folks eat. Well, that makes one of us very old, Charles. Or can I call you Chuck? Uh, you can. Gee, I wish you wouldn't. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Ah, uh, gentlemen! Today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 13, Blood and Guts. It's the 231st episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Lee H. Grant, originally aired on January 18, 1982, and the production code is one G09. Come on in, Klinger. Yes, I know I didn't sign the morning report. Sir, it'd be easier if you remembered to sign them instead of remembering you didn't sign them. I'll remember that. Wow, look at you. You must have dunked your whole head in brilliantine. To say nothing of your shoes. Just spiffed up a tad. We've got company coming. Don't I know it, your bold brummelness. Boy, why would Clayton Kibbe want to come here? Maybe he wants to write about us. Gee, you think so? Wouldn't that be something? Well, I can remember reading Kibbe's report from the front during World War II. Made it almost like being there. Of course, I was. What a day for us. I haven't been this excited since Andy Verapapa came to Toledo for a trick bowling exhibition. You met Andy Verapapa? Met him. He gave me an autographed copy of his biography, Life is a 710 Split. Uh-oh. Must be Kibby. He's early. How do I look? Like Cesar Romero on a rainy day. Good. Mildred likes him. Now let's roll out the red tarp. Okay, and the plot summary for this episode, when a visiting UN war correspondent sensationalises the war instead of reporting it, wow, there's a shock, um, Hawkeye is outraged. <laughs> uh, BJ tries to repair a motorcycle, in brackets, again, uh, donated to him by a wounded private. Thank you, son. It's been a long time since I sat behind the wheel of one of these things. Check the timing. I think the engine was visible when we flew over that last hill. Mr. Kibbe... Welcome to MASH 4077. I'm Colonel Sherman T. Potter, CO hereabouts. How do you do, Colonel? And just call me Clay. Oh, well, thanks, Clay. You can call me Sherman. <coughs> oh, uh, this is Corporal Maxwell Klinger, our company clerk. Sir, it's an honor. Oh, that's Clay to you, too, son. Wow, you're even nicer than Mr. Vera Papa. You've had a long trip. If you like, Corporal Klinger can show you to your quarters. Fine, but I think first we ought to get some of my stuff here on ice. Oh, what do you got in the hamper? Six pints of blood donated by some of my loyal readers back home. I thought it'd make a good story, you know, follow each bottle from John Q. Public to G.I. Joe. One six-pack on the rocks coming up, and I'll put your suitcase in the VIP tent. Oh, ho, 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 that's for VIPs. I thought since I was doing a medical story that I'd like to bunk with some of the doctors. Do you suppose they'd mind? Well, I'm sure it's all right. Well, why don't we ask them? They're probably in the mess tent. I'll bet you'd love a good breakfast about now. I sure would, but I'll settle for what you folks eat. All right, for our guest stars, we have Gene Evans, who plays Clayton Kibbe. Uh, an incredible 154 credits for Gene. He starred in many TV shows such as The Lone Ranger, My Friend Flicka, well, there's some old stuff, man, Rawhide, Bonanza, Gunsmoke, I think there's a theme there. I think so. Westerns, man. Yeah, westerns, isn't it? That's the <laughs> I think they're like yeah. old 50s and 60s westerns. Yeah, so, I mean, but come are, on, though. I mean, Gene Evans, Gene Evans playing Clayton Kibbe sounds like a, a western name as well. <laughs> it doesn't does, it? yeah, yeah. It does. Yep. That Clayton, what a good name. I like it. Clayton, um, yeah. 
Clayton. Uh, An equally American... uh, Actually, this is more Australian, but uh, let's go together. Brett Cullen plays Private Thomas Anthony McKegney. Brett Cullen was born on August 26th, 1956 in that there Houston, Texas, as Peter Brett Cullen. Uh, He's known for his work on Ghost Rider, Joker, and The Dark Knight Rises. So three fairly, um, you know, latest movies there. Yeah, they're late, and they're all like superhero-type movies. Yeah, it's either that or that's a different Brett Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) and then we have rita wilson returning as nurse lacy rita is of course married to tom hanks and is an actress in her own right she's done a ton of things Yes, thank you for that, Kenny. I do apologise for writing that bit there. I, I, I suddenly realised how sexist that writing was. <laughs> um, the, 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 the real reason is purely for the fact that I actually forgot to write that bit and uh, I quickly she, put it in. She is, but, but also she is known for being married to Tom Hanks, so that is a valid point. I th- but. Yeah, I think the thing is, I think the reason why is that I didn't realise whilst, whilst watching it and it just the two things yeah. did not link together. And it, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. as soon as I turned around, I went, oh my gosh, she's married to Tom, of course. And, yep, you know, yeah. Who, who doesn't love a bit of Tom Hanks? Eh? <laughs> Biscuits are as hard as golf balls. And guaranteed not to slice. Who'd have thought I'd have a chance to meet a legend like Clayton Kibbe in a place like this? Well, it seems only apropos. After all, the man is the consummate war correspondent, not to mention the ultimate sportsman, copied on the king. And so manly and rugged and virile. Remember, Margaret, it's not nice to drool on the first date. And this motley crew is the heart of a crack medical team. Folks are lucky to meet Clayton Kibbe, or Clay, as I <laughs> like to call him. <laughs> and this vision of loveliness is... Major Margaret Houlihan. How do you do? Margaret, it's a great pleasure to meet you. It certainly is. <laughs> he couldn't have said it better himself. Mr. Kibbe, B.J. Honeycutt, it's a pleasure to meet you. As a kid, I lost some of my innocence reading your stories. <laughs> well, I lost all mine writing them and called me Clay. Clay? Charles Emerson Winchester III. I've been reading your work since I was yay high. Well, that makes one of us very old, Charles. Or can I call you Chuck? Uh, you can. Gee, I wish you wouldn't. I'm Hawkeye. I'm illiterate. But BJ reads to me every night. Hi, Hawkeye. How long are you going to be around, Clay? Oh, just long enough to finish my job while you're patching up these soldiers. I'm going to write about it. Clay is doing a follow-up for his readers on six pints of blood they've donated. What a marvelous idea. I think so. It'll let the folks back home feel more involved in this campaign, and they'll donate more blood. Listen, boys, uh, Clay thought he'd like to get his medical info firsthand. Okay if he bunks with you guys? Sure. As long as my snoring is off the record. <laughs> I consider it a welcome respite to share my tent with someone who actually appreciates the finer things of life. Ah, uh, you betcha. And tonight, you can all help me appreciate a bottle of tequila I picked up in Juarez. It'll knock the clocks right off your socks. A man after my own liver. Tequila. <laughs> oh, boy, no. And when that's all gone, you'll love our bathtub gin. It leaves a ring around your throat. Oh. All right. Let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I'll start us off. I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Right. Okay. As soon as you meet Clay, you're like, okay, something's not right. He's too good. He's too nice. He's mm. too charismatic. And I was like, okay. And honestly, I don't remember this episode. Like... <laughs> At all, which is yeah, weird a good because for that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I mean, but I've seen every episode many times over, mm. and this one I watch and I'm like, I don't. I'm. I'm really something. I really didn't know what was going to happen, so I didn't. So when I wa- I watched it like for the first time, so it was a weird experience because I watched him and I'm like, oh, he's up to something, and I really didn't know what it was. <laughs> I really didn't. So I was like, I'm waiting to see what would happen. This is where, obviously, BJ gets his motorcycle, or one of his motorcycles. 
because um, we know he winds up having one at the very end because he takes off mm. at the end of the series in a, in a motorcycle. Uh, it was really cool to see Rita Wilson. Um, and I know we said that she's returning as Nurse Lacey, but I honestly don't remember seeing her in another mm. episode. I'll have to look uh, look that up. But I love Rita Wilson. so it was, And I loved her interaction with Hawkeye. I mean, she's... Yeah. She's such a good actress, and their their chemistry was just a lot of fun. Um, and Hawkeye interacts obviously with a lot of women on the show, and for some reason <laughs> she stood out. Maybe it's just because she's Rita Wilson, and I like Rita Wilson, and yeah. so I appreciated their their chemistry more. But I felt like they had a better connection, and I would have loved to have seen her in the series more. You know, mm. let's see what else do I have in my notes. That good eye. <laughs> no, I'm just. I honestly, I have such bad chicken scratch. I'm trying to read what it says. Oh, I love yes. When uh, Hawkeye was jealous, and he sends Father Mulcahy over to uh, Clay's table. He's yeah. on a date with Rita, the nurse Rita, and uh, that was really funny. Uh, I loved uh, Father's enthusiasm to meet this guy. My word, that's him. I wonder if I'd be intruding if I just went over and introduced myself. Yeah, I don't know, Padre. I mean, uh, the man's sparking. Oh, no, no, it's nothing like that at all. No, they, they just have mutual friends back in the States. Go ahead, Father, go on over. Oh, I would like to ask him about the Lewis Walcott fight he covered. What a terrific idea. Colonel, why don't you take Father Mulcahy over and sit him down and just introduce him to Clay? Well, why not? Come on, Old Padre, man. I'll do the how-do. Uh, of course, you do find out that, you know, Kibby exaggerates everything. Mm. So he takes this very, you know, which I know we joked about it earlier, you know, Media tends to do that, to embellish, to make it more exciting, because people don't want to yeah. read, you know, boring news. They want exciting stuff. So that was that was the, you know, that, that feeling you had at the beginning, like, okay, something's not right with him, and then you come to find out this is it. I love that when Margaret, you know, you know Margaret, she's infatuated with power and big, you know, powerful men. And so <laughs> she obviously goes on a date with them or goes out to have a drink with them. But then at the, he says something, and I can't remember what it is. The look on her face, and it's just a subtle look, but she realizes, mm. oh, Hawkeye's right. You know, he's not on the up and up. Something's not right with him. Yeah. Um, and I like that, just that little subtle moment in uh, Loretta Swit's acting that was just, it was really well done. I love Hawkeye's speech at the end. I didn't realize you wrote fiction. Oh, come on. I just enlivened the facts a bit. You enlivened through your teeth. What are you complaining about? I thought you came off sounding pretty good. That's not the point. You make this sound like some glorious escapade. Something every American boy should aspire to. In case you haven't noticed, this is ugly. It is not exciting. Underline not. Well, you got that wrong, son. Back home is not exciting. It's the war they want to read about. The romance. The heroics, the glory. That doesn't exist. That's why I'm here. I make it exist. He always gives the best speeches at the end, you know, about reporting the truth. And then um, do you think Kibby actually changed his mind? Because, I mean, it sounded like he did. But then again, they went right back to being who he was. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think he truly changed who he was. But, you know. But, I mean, overall, I enjoyed the episode. It wasn't great. But it also wasn't you know, Snap Judgment, mm. which was from mm. a few episodes back. Yeah. But how about you? What did you think of it? Yeah, well, I, I gave it a seven. Okay. And I I, I think I've got... I, I watched this a couple of weeks ago, and mm -hmm. I think the trouble is... And I don't... You know, we, we love MASH, and I know sometimes people criticise us slightly when we, we knock Criticized. an episode. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but that's... 
that's you know that's I'm sorry, but unfortunately, if you you, you got to be truthful. Yes. And this is I mean the ironic thing is this is the year that I 1982. This is the year that I started watching Mash here in the UK. I was nine years old in 1982, mm. and although I was watching. I weren't watching these episodes, but this is the year that I started watching Mash, and it was probably round about BJ's first year. So, you know, I love 1982, but the trouble is, in reality, 1982 for Mash, who's been watching it, is we are starting to get a lot of repeated storylines now. Mm. And, in fact, I'm looking at all my notes for the, the next episodes that we're going to be talking about in future podcasts. Everything, there is a, a repeat. And that's obvious. This program's been going for nearly 10 years now. It's impossible not to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can see why Alan Alder and the team really were very close to finishing at this series, and I can see why. That's not to say that there aren't any great episodes, because there really are some great mm-hmm. episodes. Um, but this episode doesn't really, it isn't really in the top bracket of things. There is some cracking moments in it, but I feel we are going backwards with the characters. Hawkeye mm. is again going into like you know he's he's you know nineteen seventies mantra, and Margaret as well. I mean, come on, I can I can understand people saying, "Oh, Clay's got this kind of maybe a, a bit of charisma." But he hasn't really, when you look at it, and he's about eighty or something. Do you know what I mean? I mean, and that, that's not—that's not to say that people who are eighty years old are not attractive. That—that's I'm not saying yeah. that. But yeah. in reality, you know, you have to look at these things. There are some great lines in there. Again, BJ saying, "There's a man after our own liver." I like those little snippets of, <laughs> of their alcoholism. Yeah, Hawkeye being dumped for Clay. He's not being dumped for Clay. It's just that this is a person who's just turned up, and he's you know he's yeah. probably he's actually more interesting than the regular folk. That is fine. We've had BJ with the bike before. This is the second bike that BJ has. He has three bikes in the mm-hmm. series of MASH. Um, obviously, the, the one that we all know is from is in, generally in the last episode. Um, so I do quite like that to a certain degree. It's the same old, same old, but it just goes to show that BJ's look at Hawkeye looks for women to pass his time. BJ looks at doing stuff that, you know, he's clearly mechanically minded, yeah. which is quite obvious for somebody being a surgeon. Um, yeah. cracking, stunt, cracking stunt double there for Clay. Clearly somebody <laughs> in his 20s. It's... <laughs> We've gone. We, this is where you see the stunt double for uh, William Shatner. You know, clearly not a fat fella. He's uh, clearly a thin guy. <laughs> you know, you got you got to love that bit. It's called but movie I did, magic. I did, <laughs> movie magic there. And I, but I, I did find I did find Hawkeye in this slightly annoying, and mm. I, I think I think it's stuff like that. You know, in in later on, you, you ne- when you hear interviews with the with the Mash cast. And what I do love about the Mashcast is that they still love talking, especially Loretta Swit. They all love talking about, you know, this time it was so incredibly important to them. And they always pick out episodes. But from Series 10 onwards, apart from the last two episodes in Series 11, mm. they never really talk about these. And there's a reason for that, I think. Uh, mm. Don't get me wrong, like everything, you know, a, a crappy episode, I'm going to say it's crappy, but a slightly downer episode of MASH is still a good episode of MASH. Oh, yes. Yeah, we always say that. Anything, yeah, mm. any MASH is good. It's just some are more enjoyable than others. And yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I definitely can see your point. Like I said, I I gave it a seven and a half just because there were some really good things in there, and I loved Rita Wilson. I think she really helped me enjoy yeah. the episode more. Now I, I'm starting to doubt. I'm starting to doubt my own writing now because I'm starting to trying to trying to remember if I've seen Rita Wilson. I could swear that I have, but maybe <laughs> maybe this is a maybe we apologise now to the listeners that I might yes, be wrong. Yes, yes. You can let us know. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Is I'm on the right side because I'm pretty sure she, this is her only episode because she was a star at the time. Yeah, could well. You know. Well, 
I'll tell you what, Kenny, you are, you're on the, basically on the right side as well of IMDb because the IMDb rating for this is 7.3. So probably closer go. to your 7.5 to my 7. But yeah, I think the audience there generally agree with us. Yeah, yeah, I, I also agree. I couldn't believe it. Kibby had that kid yelling Geronimo and crashing through enemy lines with old glory clenched in his teeth. Maybe that wrench. I mean, he's, he's writing this up like it's an adventure story. Makes Korea sound like a Boy Scout jamboree. He's a heck of a rider, all right. Knows his way around a motorcycle, too. Here, hold it. I'm telling you, if he had his way, he'd make every subscription to Boy's Life come with a 90-day trial draft card. I don't believe it. Neither can I. I think I got a frozen link in the chain. Hand me that screwdriver. What? So, uh, Beach, what do you think of MacArthur personally drinking the aloe dry and marching his troops into China and putting that screwdriver where it'll do the most good? That's got it. There you go. And then he says, don't don't worry, son. Enough. I'm sure Clay included only those elements necessary to the story. Oh, they were necessary to the story. Unfortunately, they never happened. He doesn't tell you how to practice medicine. You shouldn't tell him how to write. I don't get this. What are you taking his side for? Pierce, you're imagining things. I'm not taking. Why would I take his side? All right, cool. Let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. According to IMDb, the Clayton Kibbe character is a thinly disguised version of Ernest Hemingway. Mm, I, don't know I think that. it's a very thin. I mean, if, you put a, <laughs> if you put a beard on him, maybe. So I suppose there is. I suppose there is the thing about sometimes with his war, uh, his war correspondence and stuff like that, and his his earnest love for drinking, and mm-hmm. also his his eternal love for expanding on the truth. He's most yeah. well known one for Ernest Hemingway is the fact that he made out himself to be an incredibly good game hunter in Africa, and in fact he couldn't actually see towards the end of his rifle he was that bad. Um, so maybe. You know, you know, yeah. with the lies. <laughs> very, very thinly disguised, yes. Mm. Uh, as I said earlier on, uh, this is the second time BJ is given a motorcycle. The first, which included a sidecar, he and Hawkeye were given after rescuing a farmer in need in the Yellow Brick Road. And that was from 1979. Uh, the one he gets in this episode, he keeps until the end of the series. Mm. It's the bike he rides in the Iconic Exit. Oh, right. Okay. Nice. Okay, good. So I, just... Well, no, 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 no. That's not true. Um, no? it, it may well be the bike that you think, but it's a different bike. I'm sure it's a different make. In that end one, maybe it's it's meant to be the same. Yeah, it's got to be the it's got to be it can't be the same because when you see what it looks like after that crash, so <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we know I think we know. In, okay, in in mash terms, this is the second bite, but in production terms, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the title was from the nickname of World War II tank commander General George S. Patton Jr. Uh, Gene Evans and Harry Morgan both spent their early years in Hollywood frequently appearing in westerns. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They appeared together (laughs) in the James Garner western comedies Support Your Local Sheriff in 1969 and Support Your Local Gunfighter, presumably that's the sequel, in 1971. Uh, In both films, Evans plays a villainous but thick-headed henchman and Morgan played a benevolent character who solicited help from Garner's hero character. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check those out. I haven't mm. seen those. I just heard you gave another pint of my blood to one of these boys. Yeah. I wish someone had told me about it earlier. Well, it's nothing serious. It's Private Belson there. According to the report, he caught some shrapnel. Shrapnel? Well, now we're talking war. Hey, Private Belson. Yeah. I'm Clay Kibbe. The newspaper guy? Guilty. Now tell me, what happened? Oh, yeah. Well, come on, son. 
You can tell me. Don't be modest. Was it an ambush? Um, well, you see, my buddy and I were trying to catch some fish. And an enemy patrol found you? Not really. See, we go fishing down at this pond. Only we didn't have any rods, so we tossed in hand grenades. They explode and the fish float to the surface. Wonderful. Fresh fish filleted. Except my buddy slips in the mud when he throws a grenade and the thing goes off next to me. You were lucky. You were the one who got away. Hey, you don't have to tell this right now to the last detail, do you? Oh, you don't have to worry. I don't think the real story has any chance of getting out. You just let that blood we gave you help you heal, son. <sighs> Thank you. We have a fun fact here. McLean Stevens auditioned for the role of Hawkeye, but was instead was convinced to take the role of Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake. I couldn't imagine Mc, Mc, uh, Stevens as a Hawkeye. No, I suppose if you think about Donald Sutherland's character in the film, mm. um, there, there is a little bit of McLean in that, I think, you could probably see. Mm. Um, with the, the, yeah, he's more, more, more like Donald Sutherland's one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'm so used to Alan Alda as Hawkeye. You know, after so many years of having that one, you can't imagine somebody else like Kirk. You know, William. I mean, yes, we've had Chris Pine play him, but still, Kirk mm. is always going to be William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, okay. Rise and shine, JB. Or don't they do that in this man's army anymore? Who's that, Clay? What are you doing? I'm offering you a little nightcap. I'm asleep. Making an eye opener. I don't want an eye opener. I want to be asleep. I want to talk. I came all the way over here to see a war. And tell me, what do I see? Dirty South. Ah! Will you go to bed? You'll see things much more clearly in the morning. I've got a better idea. Why don't you and I get on your motorcycle and ride up and see the real war? Forget it. I've seen the real war. And if I could have, I would have walked out in the middle. Now go to bed. Shh. You'll wake up, everybody. Go to bed. All right, then I'll go to bed. Good. Uh, trivia time, right then. So, last episode's question. Uh, what's a five-letter Yiddish word for bedbug? And that is Vance. Uh, I hope I've said that uh, correctly. <laughs> uh, so, um, in case any uh, uh, lovely Jewish friends... Uh, please write in. Um, this episode's trivia question. In the middle of a heat wave, Hawkeye and BJ got a bathtub. From what company did they get the bathtub from? If you know the answer, go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Oh. Hi, guys. I, I'd offer you a drink, but I ran out. And I sat on my spare bottle. What a waste of good booze. Yeah, I knew somebody had come along sooner or later. I was kind of hoping it would be to the North Koreans. Wouldn't that have made a great story? I'd have to let you know after I read it. Severe laceration of the gluteus. Yeah, I can see his cheeks are flushed. He's lost a lot of blood. You got enough glass in your butt to make a rear window. Gonna have to remove it before I can bandage you. It'll hurt like hell. I'd better give you some morphine. Nah. 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 BJ. Mm. I'm sorry about your bike. Oh, yeah. Where is it? Over there. Over there. Uh, I think I got my patient under control if you want to check on yours. Uh, uh, 
as long as you're not in any pain, just try to hold still, will you? I gotta get this glass out of here before it works its way into an artery. In which case, you'll be in big trouble. Right. When you get back to camp, you're gonna need a pint of that blood you brought. What kind of story are you gonna dream up for this one? I got a real fresh angle for you. It's called the truth. Why don't you tell him some drunken old daredevil stole a motorcycle and fell on his ass while he was out trying to get some glory. Hurts, huh? How come I never read about that? The pain. Just once I'd like to see you write about that. Instead of wrapping everything up in glory. There, that's the last of it. What the hell is so glorious about that, huh? You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. Or just type in MASH 4077 Podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, so I guess that's going to do it for this episode. Mm. Not a stellar episode, but we both, I think, enjoyed it enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, cool. For seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. As for the last two pints of blood, there's no big finale, no heroes. They helped an old soldier who'd had visions of glory, but finally got it through his thick head how tragic and inhumane war can be. Maybe he'll know better next time. From the front lines, Clayton Kibbe. That's an ending to a Clayton Kibbe story I never would have bet on. What a guy. Indeed. He broke my motorcycle. Sounds like I actually got through to him. Wait, there's more. Next week, Clayton Kibbe's inside story. The exciting reunion with my valiant French comrades in the jungles of Indochina. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant. The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production 
and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license. All rights reserved. The Vihiri, I don't even know what that is. Uh, the Vihiri, I don't know either. Come on, this the, is an American is, TV is, show. <laughs> is, is it the Virginian? Because I know there's a show called The Virginian. Did you it could be it? that, you know. It could be. Okay. Whoever, who wrote this, Kenny? I'll skip it. I'll skip it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. Um, Gene Evans and Harry Borg- Borgen? That's not... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay.